Hello! Welcome back to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. And today we're talking about Hera Syndulla. Mom. Mom. Definitely a mom. <laughs> definitely a mom. But before we jump into that, guess what time it is? What time is it? Star Wars Lines! Ooh. Brought to you by the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. Anyhow, um, so we left off at four for six. Josh and I are tied right now. Josh, how are you feeling about this week? I feel like you have some difficult ones for me coming up, so we'll, uh, I'm not feeling too too hot today. I mean, it's already <laughs> been a long day, but yeah. Um, yeah, I got some hard ones for you, so. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I, I like how we're just skipping over the, the easy ones. We're like, we're both just trying to screw each other now because of this competition. I love it. Okay, so here is my quote. It doesn't matter where we come from, Emerald. Our will to be free is what's going to beat you. Isn't that, isn't that Hera? Yeah, it's Hera. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I feel like you started off really easy. That's uh, to Admiral Thrawn, correct? Yes, Admiral Thrawn. Is that when she's captured back on uh, Ryloth? Uh, I'm not sure. It's <laughs> there's so many so. quotes from from her that it's there's too many. <laughs> to she's mom she's figure. From. She's got to have a lot of good quotes, you know. You know, yeah, definitely. Okay, so that is five for seven. Five so let's seven. keep it rolling. Okay, mine is your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is hard. Uh, that is not hard. That is so quotable. Eye... <sighs> I'm thinking it's like. Kanan, because but I don't. It was a Jedi. It's not Kanan, okay. so you technically lose. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll give you a half point if you can guess the movie it's from. I'll even tell you the that it's a movie. movie. Oh, your eyes can deceive you. Oh, okay, that's Chirrut. Nope. No, it's not from Rogue nope. One. Nope. It is Obi Wan saying it to Luke in Episode Four when he's training him with the lightsaber. Your oh. eyes can you deceive you. Don't trust them. And then he puts on the blast shield. Yeah, I went to got that. I'm always I'm in this like rebels quote. Like that's where my mind is right now. So. Yeah. Well, that means that you. So right now, five for seven, four for seven. Josh, give me the hard one. Okay. This is the Liberator of Ryloth. I studied your Clone Wars tactics at the academy. Oh, um, is that Thrawn? No, it's not. It's not Thrawn. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I can get a second guess on this. Yeah, I'll give it to you. That's a hard one. Ooh. Yeah, I told you it was, it was going to be hard. <laughs> is it from Is it from Rebels? It is from Rebels. Christ. Mm-hmm. No? What is it? Sabine. So Sabine! Sab- Sabine talking to uh, Harrison Dula's father. Because Harrison Dula's father, which we'll talk about, he was in the Clone Wars, and he was a very skilled tactician. I thought I thought it was going to be um, one of the admirals within the navy, but I definitely forgot that Sabine technically was training. So yes, definitely a uh, good good call. You know, I would have thought it was probably Thrawn too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that makes me to close it out. I'm five for eight. I'm five for eight. Josh to even up the series. Mm-hmm. Perfect answer. I am so proud of you right now. I've never had a student learn this quickly. Oh, I, I'm, I'm blanking. I will even tell you it's it's Rebel. It's in Rebels. It's in, it's Rebels. in Rebels. Student learns so quickly. <sighs> okay. A student look, learns so quickly. Definitely. I'm thinking it's like... No, Kanan, Kanan's only apprentice was Ezra, so it can't be Kanan. Um, nope. 
It's okay. Say it again. Say it again. Perfect answer. I am so proud of you right now. I've never had a student learn this quickly. Fun fact: I'm actually smiling about this right now because this. I I love this character. I love this character. I know you like Thrawn, but I don't think it's Thrawn. I think it's got to be like an admiral or somebody. Whoever had like Sabine or somebody who was training them. I don't know. I. Uh, Do you want to throw out a, just throw out a name? Okay, just give to me get, a second, get a guess. A right. Agent Callus. Nope. <laughs> It is Hondo with the scene with oh Ezra my where he says, does oh. this mean I'm not getting my finder's fees? Which Ezra responds, you never were. And Hondo then responds with the perfect answer. Yes. Quote. Okay. Yes. I, I think I, that that is so cheeky. I, I love that quote. It's a good quote. I'm mad at myself. I mean, I, I wouldn't have gotten it. I was definitely. No, I, it was hard. It yeah. was hard. Yes. <laughs> so that means I am now in the lead five for eight. And Josh is just behind at four for eight. I'm 50%. You're at about 50%. <laughs> and we we set out to be challenging. So that means you're getting the easy ones and struggling a little bit more with the hard ones. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I feel like that's probably every Star Wars fan. So. Yeah. No one can know every single line from Star <laughs> Wars, right? Especially from Rebels. I mean, there are quotable stuff there, but to know all four seasons and all the episodes... Yeah. I, I wouldn't have gotten it. this, but I did watch this episode um, prepping probably in the last week, okay. something like that. Okay. So, so it was fresh in mind. It we, was fresh we, in mind. We have to go easier. Let's make a truce. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope, no truce. All's fair in love and war. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. But anyhow, today we are talking about Hera, mom figure, the great Twi'lek from Star Wars Rebels. Josh. And beyond. And beyond. and beyond and beyond we don't know what's coming yeah we don't know what's coming josh what is your thoughts on hera just a broad thought on hera i love hera she's an amazing character definitely mom from the start of rebels and then it was interesting to see like the relationship between her and kanan and then the the kids as ezra sabine and even zeb kind of like a whole little family right there so yes and she definitely plays the mom figure well until she actually becomes a mom of her own. Yeah, with, with Kanan's, uh, Kanan's offspring. Yep. Which, the name Jason, which... Yeah. I don't know how many people know this because I don't know how many people read the extended universe, but mm-hmm. that was Dave Filoni specifically calling out a one Jason Solo, which Josh... Yeah. Jason Solo... Was the non-canon universe ben of Ben Solo and mm-hmm. Kylo Ren? Gotcha. So that that is Dave Filoni trying to bring in the extended universe people that are just like screw Disney and trying to pull them in, saying we still have some of this stuff. We're still reprising the names, and I think that that's brilliant. I really do. I think that that's a nice little call out, and that's as Star Wars does. They recycle characters. They bring people in, bring people out. If they didn't work initially what they wanted they bring them in later in films and it, it's brilliant yeah i heard they're making uh darth bane well darth bane is canon or somebody somebody from like darth revan they were trying to bring him in i, I think but... they were trying to bring in darth nihilus which is just op he literally oh, eats worlds i know yeah he my... just he just eats worlds <laughs> like he's my, <laughs> he's my number one character on uh galaxy's a hero <laughs> i got him up I... to red tier red boy <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it, I'm glad they don't bring that in because it's just like, how do you? I'm just gonna consume your world real fast. Don't worry, don't mind me. Just you know, gonna just eat your eat your planet as a snack real fast. Don't worry. Uh, but anyway, anyway, a little off topic there. Um, so I think what we're gonna kind of cover today is what we don't necessarily always see see in Rebels. Um, she's in some literature as well, um, some comics and some other shorts that are considered canon. So we wanted to talk about that a little bit. Talk about post-Rebels a little bit too. Post-Rebels, maybe some theories on that as well. Yeah. Um, the first thing I had was that she is born on Ryloth. It's kind of known um, to... And her father was Cham Syndulla, which is the liberator of Ryloth, as Josh quoted earlier, from Clone Wars, which we originally see. However, I did not find anything that she appeared in Clone Wars. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we did see in Rebels that Thrawn had like the stained glass of Cham, her uh, Hera's mother, and her as like a small Twi'lek, um, in Thrawn's office or somebody's office, and one of the and another prized possession that we'll talk about later from uh, Hera's fan. It's an heirloom, so yeah. Yep, I recall that. Now the one thing to note, even though it is not part of Clone Wars, but we still know about so josh you remember the battle of ryloth i do it was like it was a huge arc in, in uh, clone wars yeah so apparently after that or during during the battle of ryloth a y-wing starfighter crashed near their home while the pilot died that's when hera pulled chopper from the wreckage mm-hmm. and as a result that's when we saw that chopper and hera connected yeah Chopper, like we like I've said in a, I think our R two episode, he's very feisty. He's a definitely a feisty droid. And then a fun fact about the new or the last Clone Wars episode in the arc, uh, Cheap, who is voiced by Dave Filoni, is yep. the same model as Chopper. Yeah, so we kind of see a call out. Yeah, and then the only two models that we see throughout all of Star Wars. Yep, yep. And it's worth noting that so we know that Hera's mom died from the Empire when the Twi'lek resistance was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, after um, Hera's mother's death, that's when the family kind of grew apart. That's when Hera's father focused more on liberating Ryloth, and Hera then basically focused so heavily on Chopper and defeating... And piloting. And piloting and defeating the Empire in a different way. Yeah. Um, so that's when we see that Chopper-Hera figure... However, Chopper is not a very good kid to Hera. I gotta say, Chopper is probably the most mischievous out of all of Hera's kids, quote-unquote. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely th- that one arc where he tries to get a new leg or something, and he, <laughs> he gets away, and they have, like, you know, they always have to have, like, an episode or arc for those particular characters. Yeah. So, yeah. I do want to talk about Hera's couple arcs, or her arc, prominent arc, I should say. Yep. Um, but before that, I didn't know this. This was before the time of Rebels. Mm-hmm. She went on a relief mission to deliver supplies to Ryloth because apparently Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader, to help shut down this resistance of the Ryloth movement, mm-hmm. they traveled to Ryloth to put an end to it once and for all. And apparently there was an assassination attempt during that time on palpatine that didn't work like they're the the entire goal of the ryloth people was to get 
Palpatine to come to Ryloth to try to assassinate him. Interesting. But that was because Senator Oren Frita, do you remember him from? Yes. He's the everything? Uh, the the blue uh Twi'lek and uh had a big appetite as Obi-Wan as Kenobi. We've seen. <laughs> yeah. So that's when Palpatine discovered that Frita was the traitor. It's treason then. It is treason then. <laughs> which I I thought, wow. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting, a little weird, but at the same, like, w- it was suspected that Frita knew about Palpatine before and was aiding to raise power. So then why did he, and, unless he was, because I, I didn't read into this more than just finding out that Frita was the um, traitor. So mm-hmm. I wonder if Frita was trying to seize power over Palpatine. Maybe he was like one of the ones that would be in line. So that's one of the reasons why he was trying to seize power. And also he felt the Ryloth struggle. Maybe along those lines is kind of why I thought... He's just a senator. Like, he's just a senator of Ryloth. But he can be nominated for chancellor. He could. He could. I don't don't think, like, thinking about the character back in Clone Wars, I don't think anybody's going to vote for him to be chancellor, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, just some crazy scenario that I found. But going back to what that means for Hera. Mm -hmm. So during that time, Hera went on a relief mission after that failed assassination and the destruction of everything. Mm -hmm. And as a result, she unloaded supplies... um, talked with her dad and still they had that clashing mm-hmm. kind of weird don't know why it necessarily was super relevant didn't seem like it added a lot to the backstory or just maybe just to showcase about how destroyed ryloth was after palpatine invader decided to uh, have a go at it yeah might be related to that okay because that's this is before she met kane yeah um i still is it is there any content out there that has like kanan and hera meeting Oh, you want to you want to hear about Kanan and Hera meeting? Yeah, I do. Before I get into my uh, episodes and rebels and post rebels, so yeah. Well, guess what? This is what we call a cliffhanger. We will be right back and we'll talk about <laughs> how Kanan and Hera met. Welcome back, everybody. We are still continuing to talk about Hera Syndulla, and we're about to talk about how Kanan and Hera met. So let's get into it. Matt, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really excited to hear this. I actually do not know the answer of how they met. And since everything happened in Rebels, especially at the end with kind of them showing affection for each other, I want to know how that started. Eh, I don't really feel like it. i'm just kidding all right so it's called the gorse conflict and it seems like this was in the comics or or like a novelization Mm -hmm. i didn't actually read the story i'm just reading the the bullet points about it Mm -hmm. so to be completely candid i i mean i don't have time to read every single star wars thing in the world i would love to but i have a day job so (laughs) um so basically i'm gonna summarize this um following the rise of the Galactic Empire, Hera left her homeworld around 12 BBY. Um, and that's when she came into contact with the rebel network um, Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. And who 
turned out to be Ahsoka. was founded, but founded by Ahsoka. As we know, Fulcrum is a larger network. Yeah. So it's it's kind of ever evolving. That's like their code name to know that it's safe. So it became it's just known as a network Fulcrum. Still have issues with that with the new Clone Wars because Anakin would would know and AKA Darth Vader would know. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, but go ahead. <laughs> during her like early days at, as part of Fulcrum, Hera was trailing the movements of Count Vidian, which is Palpatine's expert. Do you do you know about Count Vidian? No. Count Vidius was born on Corellia and was a wealthy mogul um, in the mining industry and was kind of known for being, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but where he, uh, very short-tempered with his employees, I guess is a good way to put it, um, and very efficient. He used his anger. Yes, yes. Makes sense why he's a good friend of Palpatine. True. But anyhow, so following that, Hera learned that Vidian was going to be visiting the Gorse system. And for those of you that don't know where that is, it is in the inner rim. Couldn't find exactly where it was close to. It's kind of, it's known because it would have the turbo lasers that are later on the Death Star. That system was the place where those turbo lasers were created. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Its appearance was in A New Dawn that book mm-hmm. um so if, if people want to learn more about gorse that would be where it's located um that's also where you'd find kanan and Hera's meeting okay anyhow basically what ended up happening was kanan as a freight pilot for pulling these turbo lasers mm-hmm. stood up to vidian and so there was a there was a conflict between there and that's when Hera witnessed that and wanted to recruit him and obviously kanan was uh kind of wanted after that yeah and found out as a jedi Mm -hmm. and so as a result hera helped kanan escape where kanan as a freight pilot was thought he was a pretty good pilot and then witnessed hera's skills and that's when their kind of flirtiness started okay okay i I like that i mean there's nothing nothing wrong with that actually kind of reminds me a little bit of solo kind of deal but especially with corellia but i mean that was the the weird count vidian was from but yeah I, I mean i like it i wish they kind of portrayed it a little bit more in well, rebels so th- but this is I, I i like what they did well the the a new dawn basically covers this entire that entire sequence so if someone out there wants to learn more about it they should look there because that's going to highlight that entire gorse conflict mm-hmm. vidian hera and kanan and just how they came together Gotcha. It's nothing crazy, and it wasn't found out that he was a Jedi either. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a Cal Kestis situation where he was found out as a Jedi and and a Force user. It was uh, needing to escape because he stood up to the big bad Vidian, which I I like that that it was different. It it yeah. wasn't it, they weren't following two different stories. They weren't. It wasn't like any recreation of any sort. It was its own story. So I like that. Yeah, it's not too bad. Getting into Rebels, I guess. Should we go into Rebels or? I, I think that is the only thing before Rebels, for the most part. That is, okay. like, the only big thing that happens before Rebels. So, Josh, yes, jump on in. So, Hera was a part of most episodes in Rebels, predominantly all of them. You know, there are some episodes where she's in there for maybe a couple seconds, and then they just say Ezra and Sabine go off to do a mission. But she's still that mother figure that we see in Rebels. And one thing that... I kind of noticed when I was watching Rebels was that 
Hera only has a couple of arcs. And the, one of the prominent arcs that she has is the one where she goes back and meets her dad, Cham. And when, yeah, when they're trying to help out Ryloth with their empire problem, per se. So the one thing that I noticed when dialogue between, I don't know if it's something with the Twi'leks and how they like talk. It might be just how Rebels portrayed it. But when Hera was talking to her dad, Hera, the voice actor, had like an accent. She immediately, she she started using an accent to yeah. talk. So I, I noticed that. I want to get people's opinions on that. Uh, Matt, what, what, how do you feel like, do you think that was a good touch by the voice actress? Um, it kind of felt like a politician. <laughs> when, you, when you think about it, I, I don't know if you've watched, but politicians are known to change how they talk if they're going to a rally in a certain portion of the world or uh, mm-hmm. of the the of the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it felt like kind of like she was trying to be a politician and almost like we've talked about before, like a negotiator and trying to to bridge that gap which yeah. is why she brought back up the accent. Did I find it weird? Yes. But it felt like it was a politician and she had to be that politician. So maybe that was very intentional. Yeah. I mean, she was talking to her dad or maybe it was like a way for the creators like Dave Filoni to tell the audience that maybe they're speaking in their own language and or this is how they talk or some kind of different dialect that they need to communicate. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I like that. Again, she is mom. She's great pilot. Like even Emerald Thrawn, he admired how Harrison Dula was a great pilot. Like whenever the Tie Fighters would go up against her and the Ghost, which is her ship, he would be like, "Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> none of these Tie Fighters are probably going to survive because she's such a great pilot. She knows how to maneuver. She knows how to use her ship to her advantage." So I really like that. Other than that, I mean, we get to see her relationship with the kids, Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb, and then her relationship with, I guess you can call dad, uh, Kanan as well. So, <laughs> and, and eventually becoming dad. Yeah, eventually um, becoming dad. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I always kind of thought she was going to be a larger character within Rebels, and I think that they're trying to rectify that a little bit when it came to like the book and everything give her a bigger backstory and develop her more because i think that they realized how much her and kanan were were liked in rebels you know yeah yeah they were they were great i mean ezra seemed like he was the main character focused i mean him and him and kanan of course but i mean everybody had their own arcs like i said uh zeb had his own lasat episodes or arcs with oh yeah with the Callus. defender yeah, yeah yeah and then uh sabine who we've talked about in another episode with her arcs with uh mandalore so definitely everybody had their own arc but it seemed like hera fell short with her arcs yeah it, it's very interesting it's also worth noting so can you remind me um mm-hmm. and remind the listener out there mm-hmm. what she does at the end of rebels so after Rebels, we know well. We know from the Rebel series that she was Phoenix leader. She was a part of the cell, this Rebel cell, which became the whole rebellion on Yavin. And actually, she was visible in not as a character like her as a as a live action person, but her ship, the Ghost, was visible um, in Rogue One and was at the Battle of Scarif. And then eventually, her and Rex were at the Battle of Endor. So mm-hmm. at the end. She was a big part and a big con- 
contributor to the rebellion succeeding and destroying the empire. Yeah. And so I was looking into this, like the details. Mm-hmm. It, as we know, right before the takeoff on Rogue One, mm-hmm. Hera was called to like the base one. And it's like Commander Syndulla. I think, I think it was Com- Commander Syndulla, right? Yeah, or General Syndulla. Gen- General, General Syndulla. Yeah. yeah. General Syndulla. And it, that was a huge call out for a lot of people. It was like, oh my gosh, they're they're justifying the the CGI and the uh, the cartoons kind of thing. During that the voiceover that we talked about with Sabine, when she talks about Hera and Rex, what I thought was I, I just listened to it for another time before we, we started recording, which what I thought which was interesting, which has to relay with Clone Wars, is that they called or Sabine talks about Rex being Commander Rex. So I don't know if that showed any connection to Clone Wars, the recent Clone Wars arc, but I thought that was yeah. a, a cool little connection. Yeah, it, it's very... I, I love the connections that they're starting to establish. Mm-hmm. A lot of people probably were criticizing the saying, why does we don't need this story? And then you start seeing the connections and you start seeing how everything kind of pieces together. Mm-hmm. So it's been very enjoyable. The one thing that I don't like is where they try to fill in why Hera, because obviously we know she remains with the Rebel Alliance throughout the end, mm-hmm. um, even even past the destruction of the Death Star, uh, Death Star 2, I should say. Mm-hmm. She was still part of the Alliance. You know what's really dumb? So they talk about Hoth. Mm-hmm. So so we know that she doesn't fight on the uh, the Battle of Yavin, but she fought in Scarif. So we see yes. that, which is fine that we don't see her in Yavin. It does beg the question, where was she? Um, they don't give too much information on that, which is, which, again, fine. But time of Hoth. Yeah. Hera was located in Hoth, um, but then she went on a mission to retrieve parts to repair the power generators just before the Empire arrived. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking the shield generators were very much operational. Maybe they had to make it better. <laughs> I, but so it's just like, why call that out? Why don't you just say that she was on a secret mission or she went on a mission before the Empire? Why do you have to call out that? Because that just makes the power gen. It, it takes away from five, I think, a little. Yeah, and I think they're trying to justify. I mean, yeah, they could have had her go on a mission to find another they could base have just, or something. They could have said that she was trying to, they sent her to go recruit new systems. You could have just left it at that, but instead you're talking about that they decided to talk about how they needed to retrieve parts to repair the power gener- generators that were definitely operational because we see it during five. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't add up. Yeah. If you ask me, that is my only gripe. Yeah. I, I will be, well, actually, depending on what you talk, what you have to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but from my end, that is my only gripe. Um, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. The one thing that I thought that was interesting was that, so we see the ghost, that ship in the Rise of Skywalker. And I know this is getting- Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, the Rise of Skywalker. When all those ships come into uh, Exegol. Oh, yes. Sorry. I thought you were trying to say Return of the Jedi. So I was trying to, I was trying to make sure we-, yeah, we <laughs> There's so many R- Revenge of the Sith. Th- Return of the Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, this is my my fan theory, is that Jason Sandula, who probably grew up with, I mean, 
I think he was born like right as the empire was falling. Uh, but I think that he, and maybe an old Harrison Dula were a part of the battle on Exegol. But again, I don't, I'm not sure. Definitely somebody took over the ghost. But Hera, I don't know how old Hera would have been, and I don't know how old Twi'leks lived till. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin it a little bit here. Okay, okay, go so, ahead. So, Syndulla eventually joined the New Republic, where she was a general, and then she joined the New Republic intelligence assigned to Alphabet Squadron. Okay, interesting. If she, we know that they destroyed the Republic on uh, Star Killer. From Starkiller base they didn't say that she died there but she joined the new republic and the government specifically yeah as a general i don't still don't think she would have been i think they're gonna they're gonna save her no matter what i think they're gonna save her because we all love her yeah but they they haven't filled in that part yet and so it could be related to they want to do a potential spin-off with jason like we talked about yeah Maybe joining up with Sabine and Ahsoka to find Ezra. Ooh, that would be cool. Like an old yep. Hera and uh, Jason. It could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. But I wanted to circle back a little bit before that. Okay. Um, <laughs> because there's just this one mission, which I actually think fits pretty well, except for some things. So this is on some of the shorts that Disney's come out with. Yeah. Um. And it's after four ABY after the Battle of Yavin and mm-hmm. after Death Star Two. Hera, along with Han and Chewie, need to make a run. Like they have a bunch of ration bars that they need to provide to the Ewoks because a lot of their forest was destroyed, so a lot of their food supply was destroyed. Was this on Forces of Destiny? Yes. Okay. I think yes. I saw it, but I really don't recall it. But I just wanted to throw that out for the listener. Yes, yes, yes. It is Forces of Destiny. So after the battle, the Ewoks were basically eating every single Stormtrooper. That's a theory that, you know, when they were using the, the helmets at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, they, they were having some delicious Stormtrooper for dinner. I mean, <laughs> they tried to cook Han on the on the roast. <laughs> they are definitely people eaters, uh, those, those teddy bear Ewoks. So... <laughs> Leia basically was trying to get them to stop eating them because that is not how you treat the enemy fairly. Even though that was their culture, which I thought was weird. But as a result, she tasked Solo and Chewie to go to Hera's camp to get the ration bars to help feed the Ewoks. Which, aside from the Ewoks and, and breaking their culture, which I don't necessarily understand, there's a very funny moment where Hera basically, in order to get give them the ration bar, she has, she tells Solo that she needs to admit that the Ghost was a better ship than the Falcon. Oh my gosh. I gotta got re- rewatch this. I just think that's funny. It's like, oh, you want these ration bars? Tell me my shit's better. Come on, come on, tell me, tell me. I just, I like that. Um, Even though it's it Forces of Destiny is very kiddish. Yeah, um, it's definitely interesting that they say that the, the Ewoks are going to eat people in Forces of Destiny. That's for little kids, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's for very little kids. However, I do like that comedic relief moment. That is like, I'd say that those are the two iconic ships in the Star Wars universe. Actually, Josh, question yeah. time. Okay. What, we rank the iconic ships in Star Wars. Like, Top rank- three. 
top three? Um, in terms of like personal ships, not like ones like we can't call the Tie Fighter and the Star Destroyer. Like those are like okay uh, made I'm... at mass. You okay. know, I'm, I don't know if you want me to put this in order. Do you um, put in order? Yes, in order. Oh, come on. Okay, now. okay. Millennium Falcon number one. Definitely Luke's X-wing is number two. Then I gotta say the Ghost. Then probably Padme's uh, cruiser or her her. I'm I'm talking. Oh, I'm talking. Includes... Don't include X-wings. Don't include Even Tie if Fighters. It's Luke's X-wing. Yes. Like Luke's X-wing. Luke owns that X-wing. I understand Luke owns that X-wing, but it's still an X-wing that was made in mass production. I'm okay. talking ones that we like original, authentic. Okay, Millennium Falcon. Okay. The Ghost. Okay. And then, um, we'll say Padme's cruiser or Chrome Cruiser. Chrome Cruiser. Yeah. So I go Falcon. Mm-hmm. Mar- Darth Maul's. Okay, the the ship. Simtar or what is it? The... Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I love that ship. I think that's a really cool design. Mm-hmm. Then the Ghost. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I I got I. <laughs> You're changing your my, answer. I'm changing my answer. Millennium Falcon, the Ghost, Slave One. Slave One. Okay. Okay. That's yep. fair. That's fair. Slave One. And that is very respectable. Padawans out there, tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna create a nice little poll for you guys. We're gonna put it up on our Facebook page, Wanna Be Jedi Podcast on Facebook, and we're gonna put it up on our Twitter, and that is Wanna Be Jedi Cast. We're gonna put up four ships for you and then we're gonna have a write in the comments below if you don't have a favorite or if we listed one that's not a favorite we're gonna put falcon scimitar ghost and slave one vote on your favorite ship do that for us yes because I, I would love to hear what the community kind of feels is the is the top ship i think it's going to be falcon but i'm, I'm curious to see what some other votes might might come in yeah no definitely definitely i'm, I'm ready to see the uh results I, th- I think it would be interesting. I, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. So I think I think it's almost going to be unanimous like we did with R2, who their top ship is. I'm curious to see what everyone's like order is. Maybe yeah. that would be a better thing to do is like ask us to give us an order of it. Mm-hmm. Still, I think that Luke's X-Wing should be. <laughs> oh, my. You're not going to let. We're going to talk about this probably after <laughs> in the green room, and it's going to be. Why why can't we include Luke's? <laughs> I love the X Wing. X Wing's. I love the X Wing. We will rank that later on. Okay, Trust fine. me, there X-wing, will be ranks on all ships. <laughs> on all ships, I will. Do not worry. Do not fret, my very young Padawan. Even though we're both Padawans, we will discuss. <laughs> uh, Josh, do you have anything else before we wrap this up? Um, I got a question for you. So a lot of information since May the 4th was on Monday. There's a lot of information about the new uh, Skywalker Saga Lego video game coming out later this year. And I watched a video about all the different characters that are... Did you see that they have a release date? That they accidentally spoiled the release date? No, when is it? I've been looking it up. It's October 20th. Oh, I'm so glad. I literally watched you light up there. Yes, it looks like (laughs) it's not confirmed... Because okay. basically, Star Wars said something or posted a video like Star Wars Weekly now, and then they quickly took it down, and then that was taken out. Because the the one of the hosts said October twentieth, and then it it went live, and then people they got pulled down that 
part got removed and then it was re-uploaded. They probably don't know exactly when it's going to be released, especially with what's going on in the world. But yeah. okay, I'm I'm glad if it does get released in October. I mean, talking about video games, they just did a big update for Jedi Fallen Order, and they the devs did it from home. So if they're doing that stuff, I think well EA and TT are different. I'm sure they're probably working to get the game released as fast as it can. I'm assuming can. what you're asking when in regards to Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga. Yes. I'm assuming you're asking if you think Rebels will be included. I mean, okay, so yes, yes, I am asking that. But I did watch a video where they're saying there is over 500 different characters going to be in this game. You think Hera? So, yeah, do you think Hera, Ezra, Kanan, Zeb, do you think they'll be in there? Do you think Thrawn will be in there? Do you think these different characters from Rebels will be in there? I mean, Clone Wars... I will, I will be upset if Clone Wars... And Rebels aren't included. I also want Solo. I want Solo to be a playable. Yeah, I mean, they had a game for Clone Wars. They didn't have a game for Rebels, but a Lego game, I should say, specifically. Because they did have a, a Clone Wars game that was, I thought that was going to be a big game. But I, when I got it for PS2 back in the day, and it didn't <laughs> be a long, it wasn't a long game. No, it, I beat that very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. I don't know. I like to think that we will see rebels be in there i don't know how in what way i think the characters will at least be in there yeah because it's a lot easier to adding the characters versus adding in the game levels but it is worth noting that this was also confirmed Mm -hmm. that you can visit your favorite planets in an open world experience this is going to be one of the best games Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know about- that it like Legos is kiddish. Legos is kiddish, but God, do I love Lego Star Wars. Lego, the, the Lego Star Wars. Well, if you were as old, if you're older than I am, hundred percent of it. Hundred percent of it. Yeah, if you grow up with um, if you grew up with the games like the OT Lego Star Wars and the the prequel game before it was the complete saga, that was like your childhood right there. Yep. And now the complete saga is definitely arguably one of the best games that we've gotten out of, like, especially Legos, I should say. And then, well, now they're just building it. They're making, they're changing everything in this whole new game. They're changing the, the functionality, the mechanics, the characters, the way Lego games even are created. And usually there's some kind of similarity between Lego games, but this is setting the benchmark of Lego games for the future. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I do recall that they did have some of the Rebel characters as like an add-on in the Force Awakens Lego game. Yes, so I think yes, they're gonna yes, have yes, the yes. characters in there. But um, at least yeah. i i want to I want to go to Lothal. I want to go to Lothal. Yeah, I want to play some of the missions, even if it's just a side quest kind of thing where you get to get to replay fight the Inquisitors. It. Yeah, or something along those lines. I think that that would be a great tie-in. Obviously, we know that Vader is a part of that. Anakin Skywalker, the Skywalker saga, is a part of it. So I think that they can tie it in. Are they going to tie in Resistance? (laughs) Okay, we're not going down that path, because I don't want that. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's not much... Yeah, uh, Commander Commander Pyre or something like that. <laughs> just yeah, but there there is boy. a lot. <laughs> There's a lot to look forward to with it. Um, that being said, I don't have anything else except really fast, Josh. Mm-hmm. A nice thank you to Vanessa Marshall, who is the voice actress of Hera. Yes, thank you, Vanessa. 
you did a phenomenal job of creating a mother figure and made me really appreciate the uh the Twi'lek um race and and so I, I appreciate that a lot thank you so much Vanessa for doing the voiceovers and I have one more thing that I do want to talk about which is the heirloom it's called the Colette Quarry, I think. I, I, I wrote it down, but I probably have like the different accent on it wrong. But it's the heirloom, and the it's a priceless heirloom that from Hera's family that she lost, and Thrawn actually had it in his office. When I think Hera tried to steal it back, but if Thrawn inevitably has it, and it just meant a lot to her and her, her culture. So, I don't know. It's just a little interesting part of rebels that they that they grew on i like that i like that yeah i liked it because it also gave us a better understanding of the culture of being a twi'lek yes and i feel like that's something where i talk about expanding the universe mm-hmm. i think that does expand the universe quite well and yeah. that could lead into something where we see her on a search for it maybe ezra finds it or something is able to take it when i i don't know Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think that it, it does give the opportunity to expand off of that. Okay. So I think that wraps it up for the most part. Josh, I like Hera. You like Hera. Yeah, Nothing more to say about that other than the fact that Ewoks should be allowed to eat stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, before even the Forces of Destinies came out, it was there was a rumor going around that Ewoks would eat people. So um, I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about you know them confirming it within a child. Uh... <laughs> it was an interesting place to to, to t- confirm that detail, but I think yeah. it's funny. <laughs> I, I it makes sense. I mean, I, other than the fact that it probably the the body's probably spoiled, and I didn't see any refrigerators. So I <laughs> anyhow, Josh, who are we recording next week? Next week. We are talking about Darth Maul. And actually, we have one of our friends, Ricky, coming on to the show to talk about his thoughts on Darth Maul and about the past Clone Wars arc, the last Clone Wars arc of Maul, and even his timeline. Because we do have a more complete timeline of Maul right now. So, Matt, I'm excited for Darth Maul. I'm excited to talk with my uh, my Red 2 um, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're going to talk about this later. Ricky and I have a very deep connection when it comes to Star Wars, um, and I will leave it at that. Make sure to drop a five-star rating and a review down below if you enjoyed this podcast. Check out all of our social medias. Instagram and Facebook are at Wannabe Jedi Podcast, and our Twitter is Wannabe Jedi Cast. Make sure to go follow those. Talk to us, connect through us through there, and check out our website, wannabejedipodcast.com. We will see you guys all next week for Darth Maul. Take care, everyone. May the Force be with you all. May the Force be with you.